what I like to do with all this AI stuff, like I said before, is that I just like to just listen to it. Uh, just put it in the background and see if anything catches my ear. And what I also like to do is just pick up my guitar and start to improvise against it because that's how I've always learned. It's just by playing along with things. And that's where I kind of can get into the music, where I can kind of analyze it myself and say, hey, that's kind of interesting. I, I can play along with that or I can... Uh, enter the music in some way where I can collaborate with it. And I think that's the, that's what we want from music, is that we want to interact with it, we want to collaborate with it in some way, um, either emotionally or with instruments. And so I'm just going to go through, I'm on the, uh, the Song Contest website, and I'm just going to... Uh, tell you what I think about some of these things. Some of them are actually kind of interesting. Um, one of them uh, is it's the, the title is Vessel by Sound Obsessed. And when I started listening to this, I picked up my guitar and I tried to figure out what key this thing was in. It's actually in the Mixolydian mode. It's in D-flat Mixolydian. So I just started to play around with it on a D-flat 7 chord. And I was watching the video at the same time. Um, a note on the videos, what I, what I noticed is that on all the videos, they have this Google Deep Dream look to them. The backgrounds are very Google Deep Dream. So I wonder what's gonna happen with that. I see that as kind of a limitation of uh, artificial intelligence in terms of what we do visually. That might evolve over time. And we'll look back at 2021 and say, oh, that's the Google Deep Dream look. We've moved on from that. And at some point, perhaps 20 years down the line, that'll become nostalgic and we will start using the Google Deep Dream look again. All of this stuff is about looks. And I think uh, both in, uh, in visual art and in music, there are, are so-called looks. You can get a look in sound as well. The looks that we get in sound are coming from the effects, the level of the technology and the people that are using the, the technology. Um, other thoughts I had, um, which I think might be interesting going forward, is that when I started to focus in on the scales and uh, riffs that were being used, is that you could set up some kind of a system where um, hierarchically it allows the system to play certain notes over other notes. So there was one piece that I was listening to, it was in F major. And I was trying to figure out, well, is this F major uh, pentatonic or is there a major seventh in there? Now the major seventh in F major is E. So if you wanted it to to have that E major 7 kind of a sound, you'd have the E natural occurring more frequently. So you could program that in more. I think that would be kind of interesting. You could use the E flat instead, um, or the E flat and the D in the same octave, or the E flat and the D uh, as, as a major 7th in another octave and a higher octave. And these things can kind of drift in and out 
similar to how the backgrounds drift in and out. I don't know what effect they're using, but I've seen this before. It's uh, it's kind of like a, a frame blending or an interpolation of images that you can run in perhaps After Effects. I've seen that a lot before. That look has been around for a long time. But actually that doesn't matter because if, if, if a look takes off and people like it, then it starts to be used and people accept it. They don't say, I've seen that before. They might have seen it before, but it, they just don't care. It's, it's what the look is. Um, there's some other ones in here that are somewhat borderline cliche. There's one that's in kind of a C minor. Um, and uh, there's some in here that, uh, what, I was thinking that uh, it's the anonymity of the sound. It's the anonymity of it all. It's not the the individual artist that's doing these, a lot of these, these some of these are teams. And um, I think that's that might be where it's going. And that's kind of interesting in itself because music um, can be a team like, like an art studio can be a team. And back in the days of the old masters, there was the, the master artist and then they had the artisans. It was a team, it was a studio. And the paintings weren't signed by the master. The paintings were signed in the studio name. And it wasn't until relatively recently in art history terms that artists started to sign their work. And I think we're going back to a period where it's becoming more anonymous or it might be a studio. The whole Banksy idea and all these other things, even Satoshi with blockchain. This is a team effort and it, there's no individual that uh, uh, we have to ascribe to or follow. Um, you know, Satoshi doesn't sign his name on everything. We don't call it the Satoshi chain. Anyway, um, I think some of these are very interesting. I'm going to put the link in the description and then you can check them out. I think it's evolving a little bit and uh, I, I wouldn't mind having a couple AI produced albums. Um, the question I had uh, is whether it's actually AI. Can we call it AI? Can you show your work and tell me how exactly you used artificial intelligence to do this? I suspect that it's not really all artificial intelligence, just, just maybe using some kind of an algorithm in the background. There, for things to be musical, there has to be some tweaking involved. Otherwise, it's just all over the place and it just sounds like noise. And very few people um, actually like, like noise music. Noise music has been around for a long time. It's esoteric and it will always be esoteric. So there's something you have to do to get it from esoteric to being something that uh, is commonplace and that we can actually sit down and listen to. Um, a note on the rhythms. The rhythms are, are pretty even throughout these. I mean, they're actual grooves in the background. Some of them look like they're blending some different meters and different tempos. And that's another form of temporal noise, which I don't like. Not unless you want that, to get that feeling. You can make people feel pretty terrible by things being out of time. Uh, people generally don't like things that are out of tune or out of time when they expect it to be. 
there are instances where there's a subcontext in which uh, things can be out of tune and out of time, and we accept it that way because that's the way it's supposed to be. It's like abstract art. We understand that it's abstract. It's not representational. So it doesn't create a cognitive dissonance that we have to resolve. So anyway, that's it for this week on the AI Song Contest. I think this is something to follow going forward. I'm not saying this is anything that's really a paradigm shift, but it's a situation where we seem to have a lot of people that want to move in this direction and they're, they're spending time with it. And that, that's the crucial point is that you have to spend a lot of time with something in order to see what you can use in something going forward. Uh, and I haven't seen a lot of movement in AI music or AI in general, but it might start to develop and it's something worth watching.